If you want to step inside the thrilling world of movies, then you've come to the right place as we enter the exciting world of Universal Studios, Hollywood, California. Hello, I'm Gary Bembridge and this is Tips for Travellers, the global travel destination podcast. My travel reviews and recommendations based on the first-hand experiences I gain from the up to two to three times a month I travel all over the world. To find out more, you can visit the website at tipsfortravellers.com or mytravelreviews.com where you'll find links, show notes, how to subscribe, individual episodes and many photo and video galleries. It's now time for this episode of Tips for Travellers. There are a few things that excite, thrill and even scare us more than watching movies. For a few hours we get the chance to suspend belief, unlock our imagination and go on an adventure. And this is also just what you get when you visit Universal Studios in Hollywood. But instead of just sitting passively observing, you get to be right at the centre of the action. I have to admit that I am one of those people that enjoy visiting theme parks like Universal. Not the sort of theme parks that seem to be popping up all over the place, which are packed full of more and more roller coasters and stomach-churning thrill rides, but the sort that bring characters or movies alive and the stories of how the talented actors, directors, stunt and special effects people make the unbelievable believable. That is why for me Universal Studios Hollywood is the best of all worlds. Firstly, it is a real working film and TV studio. Films made there recently include War of the Worlds, parts of Pirates of the Caribbean, and TV shows like Crossing Jordan, CSI, and Desperate Housewives, all made right there on the studio lots. In fact, unless they're filming that day, you even get to drive down Wisteria Lane and have the houses for each of the characters pointed out to you. Secondly, it has a staggering, incredible attractions like Backdraft, which recreates a warehouse fire a few feet away from the visitors every few minutes, or the amazing 3D Terminator show which mixes actors, special effects and incredible video footage, which gets a chuckle as it features the California governor Arnold Schwarzenegger in his famous Terminator role. Third, it has rides that keep the thrill-seekers in your party happy. Rides range from the scary in the dark mummy ride through the splash-filled Jurassic Park ride with the 84-foot almost vertical water drop at the end, down to the studio tour, where the open bus takes you through sets, effects, and many surprises, including Earthquake, Jaws, War of the Worlds, and King Kong. Fourth, as it lays on entertainment shows like Fear Factor Live, where guests visiting that day face their fears, Universal Animal Actors, and water-based show Waterworld. Universal Studios Hollywood is a great day out and appeals to a huge range of ages, although teens who are seeking high-octane thrill rides will be slightly disappointed, and so it seems to track a mix of families with preteen kids and adults out to indulge in a day of movie-related fun. I went there with two others who love the pulse-stopping rollercoaster type rides, and they did hunger for more of that kind of fare. The studios are large, but you can pretty much do every attraction and every ride in a day or part of a day. We, for example, entered the park around 11am and by 3.45pm had been on virtually every ride, seen every attraction that we wanted to. I note that the VIP tour they offer takes six and a half hours, so it looks like that's about how long it takes to get around the park if you're 
well organized. So here are my tips for travelers planning to visit Universal Studios in Hollywood. The first tip I've got is pre-plan your trip and book the right ticket for you in advance. Like always, my first tip is to do some research before going. These days, there are many good blogs and podcasts. Check out, for example, the one I've done for the studios. But also visit the website of the studios at universalstudioshollywood.com. That's all one long sentence, universalstudioshollywood.com. And pre-book your tickets. On the site, you will find not only various deals and promotions running for the time you visit, but also they offer the chance to buy tickets in advance and print them out at home. This is something I would recommend as the queues at the ticket desk seem to be fairly long and slow moving and people then had to have the various options explained to them and then discuss and decide what they wanted and then, well, you get the picture. There are three main options on tickets. Regular, which is around 59 US dollars before any offers. Front of the line tickets and VIP tickets. The front of the line ones are well worth considering if your budget can stretch to them. They're about $100 per person as they will make a massive difference to your park experience. As you change your pre-printed ticket on entry for a pass you wear around your neck, that means you go to the front of any line for all rides and also get the best seats for all shows and attractions with no standing in line. This will cut at least 30 minutes off each main attraction. Plus, you get front row seats at the shows, which is fantastic. They also give you a free annual pass and a booklet of coupons for the park and city walk shopping area, which runs between the car park and entrance. These coupons are supposedly worth about $100, which, of course, is not really worth anything unless you spend a fortune. The VIP tour, which is a six-and-a-half-hour escorted tour, costs around $150. There is also an eating pass for around $25 that allows you to eat and eat and eat and eat. I'm not sure, though, that this is worth it as it limits you to certain food places. And unless you eat a huge amount, then it's better just to go with the flow and eat at the many places in the park. It seemed to me that there was more choice than at parks like Disneyland and more kind of well-known chains and options. So the second tip I've got is about getting there and parking. Now, the park is in the Hollywood area, which is not a major surprise since it is the Universal Studios Hollywood. And it's fairly easy to find and better signposted if you're driving than, say, Disneyland is. Although there are some transport options, including free shuttle buses from Anaheim, where the Disney parks are, if you buy your pass in advance, but it does seem like most things in Los Angeles, you need a car to get there easily. It does cost $10 to park, and they offer a preferred parking option at the gate for $20, which means you get to park right near the gates. As you'll be walking for hours, you may see the, not see that money, that extra money worth it. There is a good shuttle service from the regular parking, and I'm not sure that it's really worth spending the $20 to park close to the gates. Before you get to the park, you're directed through a shopping area um, on foot, which is called City Walk, and it has lots of restaurants, lots of game shops, popcorn shops, and the like. Uh, It looks very good. It's very cleverly designed to siphon money off you, so be brave and be confident. If you're with kids, I suggest you kind of usher them through there very, very fast, or you'll spend a fortune. My third tip is about the best time to visit and about being prepared. Now, the the hours vary based on the time of the year but the park largely seems to be open from around 10 o'clock in the morning to about five o'clock or six o'clock in the afternoon most parts of the year but check the site as a few years ago we rather over eagerly assumed it were open early and have to had to sit waiting at the gates for it to open now as you will spend a lot of time outside and a lot of time walking make sure you have hats sun cream comfortable shoes the park is very spread out and you go up and down some of the longest escalators in the world according to the publicity not my hype and we did see some eager um, tourists looking very pink by the end of the day because they just hadn't um, really understood how much time they'd be outside. 
My fourth tip is make a plan. Now, what I mean by that is my standard tip for visiting theme parks is to grab the map they give you at the entrance and also the daily list of shows. And instead of excitedly rushing off once you get in, it's find somewhere near the gates to sit down, have a drink, and together go through the map and see what people must do, would like to do, and are not bothered doing, and then decide how you'll attack the park and if you'll do everything together agreeing a meeting point in case you get separated. That's very important, particularly this park, because it's on many different levels and, and is quite spread out. Saying that, my fifth tip would be, though, start with the studio tour. You know, for Universal, I think you should always start with the studio tour. It takes around 45 minutes, and it really is a must. It's also a good place to start as it's down one of the hills and separate from the rest of the park, as it's the working part of the studios. It's the real kind of living, breathing part. You get a short history of the park, and then you're driven around the sound stages, sets like Wisteria Lane, New York, Mexican Villages, the Psycho House. You encounter an earthquake. You see how cars get to do stunts. You see the plane crash set from all the worlds. You meet King Kong face-to-face, Jaws face-to-face, and much, much more. It's really a good photo opportunity. But make sure the best photographer in your group is sitting on one of the sides of the open vans that take you around. Otherwise, you end up, like me, sitting in the middle with just lots of pictures pictures of people's heads with um, all the scenery in the background. Now, on my blog... I do have some video clips from some of the tours and, and loads and loads of photos. And to get to the blog, you can either visit my website at tipsfortravelers.com, although probably easier is to visit myspace.com slash tipsfortravelers. Bearing in mind that tipsfortravelers is all one word and uh, is spelt with two L's. But the easiest thing to remember is just visit, visit the site, the website. Once you've done the studio tour, my next... Um, tip would be to the area at the bottom of the hill. You come basically up the hill and go go down and down another hill, and it's a very long string of escalators to the newest part of the park. And this area actually is quiet uh, um, because it's newer, and perhaps people don't really appreciate quite what's down there yet. It has a lot of great new rides like the Mummy Roller Coaster, the Jurassic Park ride with 84 Drop at the end, and the special effects and backdraft attraction where they recreate the warehouse fire. It really is worth doing. You'll probably find if you've done that, it's about lunchtime about now, so now's a good time to have lunch down there. And and down there, it also tends to be a little bit quieter, but again, a great lot of choice. My seventh tip is the other must-do rides and attractions. The best and must-do rides are the Back to the Future ride, um, which if you get a little bit sort of motion sickness is not great, but it's worth kind of grinning and bearing it. The amazing 3D live-action Terminator show with Arnold Schwarzenegger in his famous role, it really is fantastic and well worth doing. And also see the water world and animal shows. For kids, if you get time, I'd take them to the Shrek 4D. The Fear Factor show is okay. The Van Helsing walk should be avoided. It's it's a walk in the semi-dark, and live actors basically jump out and scare you. It's it's you know, it's it's pretty rubbish, really. Um, it's the only ride, I think, that's rubbish in the whole park, actually. Um, in terms of number tip number eight, and the last tip I've got, is engage with the characters. There are a lot of live actors strolling around playing various roles, and they are very, very funny, very talented, and worth stopping and watching and listening to them. Uh, one of the absolute best is Donkey from Shrek, who's incredibly fast and very funny, and it was just quite hilarious watching him. So there are the tips for visiting Universal. Make sure you plan your trip. Book the right tickets for you in advance on the website, universalstudioshollywood.com. It's even worth visiting there because there's always kind of promotions and special offers, and it does save you a lot of time. As I mentioned, I would encourage you, if your your budget can stretch it at the front of line, because it basically means you're not queuing and it makes the most of, of your day. The second thing in terms of getting there and parking, you pretty much need a car to get there. It's relatively easy to find. If you are staying out at Anaheim and Disney, you can get a free um, bus ride there. So that's quite good if you're doing kind of with the kids and doing a theme park thing. 
In terms of the best time to visit, it's, it opens at around about 10, runs to about 5, um, but do check do check the time. Make a plan. Get in, look at the map, decide what you must do, like to do, not bothered. Start there with the studio tour, then go to the new area at the bottom of the hill, and you do go down a lot of very long escalators. There's a couple of must-do-rides, which is Back to the Future, Terminator, Waterworld, Animal Show, Shrek 4D, and do engage with the characters and have a great time at Universal. It's a fantastic day out. You've been listening to Tips for Travellers, the global travel destination podcast with Gary Bembridge. To find out more, visit the Tips for Travellers website at tipsfortravellers.com. That's all one word and spelt the UK way with two L's. That's tipsfortravellers.com or mytravelreviews.com. There you'll find contact details, links and much, much more. If you want to subscribe to the podcast, search on iTunes or Yahoo Podcasts for Tips for Travellers.